Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of Artsy AF Podcast. Man, this podcast is a groundbreaker. For, for one thing, we've got yesterday when, when I, we were about to leave, I hit up John. I was like, you know, you ready to go, champ? And he said, man, no, I'm feeling kind of sick. Got that lethargy. I got that, those flu symptoms. Uh, probably a premonition of the insane cold front that just rolled through the front range of Colorado. Guys, we went from 78 degrees yesterday to like 28 today with even lower temps in the nighttime. And I'm not going to be a meteorologist or anything, but, you know, I think the body is is pretty attuned to, to things like that and can feel it coming. You know, maybe he was, his body was like, winter's coming, you know, a la Game of Thrones. And he, he was just not feeling it, couldn't make it. And so I said, you know what? Is it cool if I just do this one solo? Solo to the dolo? And he said, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is our first podcast with only one interviewer. And I gotta say, I think I did a pretty good job. I sort of channeled John's equanimity and uh, level-headedness. Didn't make too many jokes. Things didn't go off the rails too much. Had some pre-prepared questions for Mr. Patrick Boyle, aka Digital Vagabond. And man, Patty, big ups to Pat. He is a DJ, a producer. He helps run Lost in Sound, which is a record label. They've done interviews, they've done articles. They're just a just a pillar of the community, you know. As is Mr. Mr. Boyle, and so yeah, we had a really good podcast, guys. We we talked about everything from what you got to do to have your needs met to be a successful artist. Uh, here's a little teaser: uh, getting a day job is not a death sentence. Having corporate gigs is not. You know, it's not a blight on your career. You got to do what you got to do to make your projects a reality. Also, get sleep, you know, get some sleep, get some good food in you. Stay away from that sugar. You know, exercise. Hell, walk around you. You don't even have to be swinging kettlebells or running six miles. But, you know, you got to get your body moving, the blood pumping so the blood can 
kid into the brain, 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 and just circle all around the body. So yeah, we talk about stuff like that. Uh, Pat kind of breaks down sound system culture and where the roots of electronic music and DJing and producing come from. from. We talked about the ability of music to bring people together, um, the community aspect of everything. And we just talked about how cool it is to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and how lucky we are to be in Denver and in Colorado right now in general. So, you know, to create your own culture, as they say, build your own boat, plant your own garden. garden. Uh, Anyway, I'm rambling here. This is about five minutes long so far. So without further ado, oh wait, I gotta say, uh, Pat Digital Vagabond is opening for Space Jesus at the beginning of the month, November. Let's see, when will this be released? So this will be released right before he's playing. Perfect timing. Um, That weekend of November 1st through the 3rd, opening at the Ogden, the Bluebird and somewhere else that we mention in the podcast. Can't remember right now. Um, but also, uh, we got a little announcement. We got to big up the homie, Chris Bolin, having his own solo show, a DIY show at the Lost and Sound Warehouse where we recorded this podcast. Uh, that's November 2nd. Find him at bowl guy b-o-h-l-g-u-y on instagram and come out to his show it's going to be a lot of fun you got a rsvp to get in uh no money you know no charge or anything he just is trying to get a head count to prepare the space so that you guys can come check it out it's going to be a good one and you know we support at rtaf here we support any sort of diy kind of a thing and we support our friends because that's what it's all about you know gotta support the arts even if you're not a patron or you're not someone who's buying tons of originals just support support it shout it out tell your friends you know whatever you can do and so that's what we're trying to do here so shouts Chris Bolin and Patty B big weekend for the lost and sound warehouse november 1st through the 3rd on november 2nd we got bowls show so now i'm getting repetitive and i am going to cut it off and without further ado mr patrick Boyle, aka AKA digital Digital vagabond the beginning check you sound quieter than I. I think... Um, nope, there you go. It's because I was holding back just a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I think... Yeah, just the about a fist away, a sort fist. of. A yeah. fist. A fist's length. Yeah. That's uh, how I measure most things. Yeah. I, uh, how many my fists hands. am I away from your face? <laughs> just how one. Fists am I away just from your Just one wife? good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're recording. Perfect. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. <laughs> we're live here in Lost and Sound Studios down in Denver. You guys have a really unique living situation here, I would say. 
It is. It's very special. Yeah. It, for people who don't know, um, Patrick, you are... Did you, So did you co-found Lost and Sound? Nope. No. No, they they found me and uh, gave me something to do. Nice. Awesome. Yep. I mean, we can get into that story later in the conversation if you want, but, I mean, long story short, it was a Boston-based project between... Uh, college students and I met them all at a very peculiar time in in their uh, upcoming and and, uh, personal awakening and the whole nine and uh, I started writing uh, and doing interviews a couple years after meeting them Mm. to kind of give the fact that I was just traveling all over the place a purpose at all (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah I mean that it started in Boston and, and we've, it's always just been a hobby, you know, a labor of love that, uh, we've always considered important mm-hmm. just kind of, kind of chronicalizing and, and librarying the music and the high fidelity art or any of the artists that we deserve, think deserve some attention. Um, getting that recorded and, and on the internet for people to check out and all over the world, people have, Someone's really getting it out there. It's Dillard. <laughs> Driving by. Driving by the drive by DJ set. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean I, I mean I could go on that for hours. Yeah, I mean I kinda just I took the torch in the last few years with Lost and Sound mostly because I had the most skin in the game and the most to gain from doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's kind of found other entrepreneurial or production world or music world uh, projects. Or I mean, honestly, if I listed off like the eight my core members for the last five years, almost all of them are in like pretty incredible career positions at this point. One of them's you know producing commercials. The other ones were higher up in Apple, traveling the world. Mm. Um, you know, one's in cannabis industry, pretty higher up and, uh, another one's a very, very successful real estate agent in, in Boston. You know, they're all doing awesome stuff and they're all secret agents, you know, working for the trippy guys. Um, <laughs> working and, for the corporate guys. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. working for the corporate guys, but they're really working for the trippy guys uh, they're on yeah. our side. Yeah. And they're out there, you know, just listening to new cutting edge music while they're doing their nine to fives, right? which is bless them. You know, it's, it, I love all those guys. They know, they all know who they are. Um, I don't have to really go too deep into shouting out different people, <laughs> but they all know who they are. And at this point I'm just trying to make it so that all the work that all those people put in over the last 10 or so years that we've been doing the loss and sound thing, yeah. uh, isn't for not. And right. so that they, it, they can still tune in, weekly or monthly whenever we're doing different broadcasts and be able to see the same thing they've all, they contributed their energy to over the years kind of just evolving into a new platform and um mm-hmm. it's the same energy it's you know what i mean it's just new blood and new music and new high fidelity art and it's centered in denver the mecca of all of that so yeah it's, it just makes sense and there's no bad blood between anybody it's all it's all love Nice. It's just it's I think lostandsound.org is uh slowly going to see it's like a 10 year mark I think at the end of the year and we're going to be chilling on that and mostly focus on the live stream stuff and and multimedia stuff from here on out. It's the main goal. Nice. But this place that you're inside of is kind of the the beating heart of that, the mm. brick and mortar. Yeah. And it's filled with a diverse little 
collection of weirdos <laughs> that we've scraped together. Yeah, it's a it's kind of an ideal artist uh, living situation. So everybody's doing their own thing. You've got bowl studio, art studio, painting studio there, um, a couple music studios. Yeah, I mean, I can list the roster off real quick. It's yeah, pretty crazy. Do. It's pretty. When I zoom out and think about it, it's pretty impressive. When I'm inside of it, there's a bunch of schmucks, but you know, I mean, <laughs> that's how it should be. You know, that's that's yeah, yeah. That everybody that's here is like is like that, and they would say the same thing about me. You know what I mean? I love yeah. them all to death, and that's why I'm not gonna like give them too much of like an ego boost while while we're in the zone and like making all of it. You know, like mm-hmm. or else it's not gonna be real and raw. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Chris Bolin, Robert Uslan is supercilious. Uh, Kate Vitaliano has been huge. Ashes and metal uh, leather. She's been a huge. A con- contributor since the beginning. She's about to be moving and get her own spot. She's like um, a leather smith. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. awesome. Fashion. Great work. Yeah. Um, uh, we got uh, Alex Vice. He just moved in. He's Siva uh, Music, um, sound design artist, uh, IDM, dubstep. Um, uh, we got, uh, I, said, I already said Chris. We got Ali Grimm. Uh, we just had nice. Cran here, um, uh, Chelsea Crandall. Uh, we got Zach Binary. Uh, Sharing some oh, studio space, he was, he was yeah, yeah. He's nice. he's been super busy, but he's about to be here a lot more. Awesome. Um, Mark Santos, photographer, videographer, just I mean, all people that like we. You may not notice on the on like the top surface on level, the gram or yeah. Whatever. As, well, they are. They, yeah, they're they there. Are they're doing sure, their thing, but, but they're doing it in their own lane. Yeah. Everybody here is in their own lane, and that's not you can't say that about everybody uh in denver and sure that's not good or bad it's just how it is some people right. like a band like you got you got to be in a band with a few people you're not necessarily in your own lane you know what i mean right. but everybody that's in this space is definitely in their own lane and pioneering something very interesting and peculiar and they may not necessarily recognize it but i definitely do uh, and it's very—I'm sure they do—but <laughs> it's very—it's very special to see like ten people or nine people here. Um, five of us live here, but there's there's a, there's a handful of studios, all just you know doing their own thing in their own little category, and um, all of us just kind of leave each other alone unless we're eating together or smoking weed, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's we just or or if I hit like a. I haven't had writer's block since I moved into this place, but I don't think anybody else has either. Like, you know, you just, you go, you you hit a wall and I can just walk down the hallway and there's several different, you know, ridiculous pieces of art being made in one medium or another to just juice you up. Yeah, just juice you right up. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Well, yeah. And that alone, I mean, is super special and very rare and we definitely don't take it for granted. You know, I, yeah. mean, I try not to. I know. I know everybody here is very grateful for it. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. I we feel don't like even talk about it. That's how grateful <laughs> we are. About it. You know, we're just like, shh, don't even. Say yeah, because if you talk about anyone. it too much, right? Yeah. Okay. It, it becomes like a. It, you have this ideal that you're trying to push an agenda for, for or whatever, mm-hmm. and like you start to shape things and. Oh, they're on to us, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude. The they Agenda Police found us. The Agenda Fuck. Police found us, dude. Podcast Agenda Police pushers. All right, we're going to have to pause. Yeah, okay. <laughs> at the door. Well, uh, Pat, I just wanted to gas you up a little bit, man. You're a DJ and a producer, uh, wire wrap artist, jewelry, um, graphic designer, stage manager. And I saw uh, you were just uh, 
messing around with some 3D projection mapping recently? Or I, that? Yeah, I mean, I'm diving into the world of motion graphics and 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 live projection stuff and VJing and yeah, it's all you know. You get to a certain point with anything three four months in past the learning curve of being embarrassed by it you things start to click and the more overlapping uh softwares or Mm. uh, mediums that you can kind of layer they start to co-teach and co-educate and each other and i'll have breakthroughs in music when i'm thinking about visual stuff and back and forth now yeah um because i've always loved both so much Right. Um, I, I wanted to ask you though, how did you get into a position of, you know, getting to this this point where you have your hands kind of like in all these different programs and medias? Um, how did that manifest for you? Did you just keep? I've never really had many. My parents never really said no to me much. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. It's the truth. They they tried for sure when they needed to. They definitely kept me safe and everything. But like, they had other things going on, and the house was kind of crazy. And I had three older sisters that took a lot of their attention and a lot of the flack for me. Bless Mm. them. Um, (laughs) So I got to kind of just like be left to my own devices most of my life. And then I was taught some tricks at a younger age probably maybe too young of an age that made it so I didn't have to work too much from when I was like 17 to 24 or 25. Nice. And during that time I traveled a lot and spent a lot of time with people that I looked up to and tried to surround myself by that. And I didn't get to go to college. I didn't have that as an opportunity really. And I I guess I could have if, if that felt right, but it didn't really at the time. And, um, the main thing is, is like, I feel like I've been blessed with the opportunity to have equipment available to me my whole life in different ways, uh, whether it's my parents having it or friends and family having equipment and gear, but I've just been surrounded by different gear my whole life. So I just find I naturally I'm like a tinkerer and a gearhead type person. And if I see someone do something, I naturally am just like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I've done that for long enough and proven that to myself time and time again. You know, and that sounds fucking, you know, arrogant or whatever, but, you know, I've, I have, yeah, I'm confident in that, that like, if I see something that inspires me, I can figure it out. And whether that means I'm going to be the best at it or not, I don't really care. Right. I'm not trying to be the best at it. I'm just trying to know that I can figure it out. Because well, if I can figure it out, I can speak that language of that person yeah. and understand their art and their expression better and also be able to express myself better without talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like you've got the talking part down too, man. Uh yeah, sometimes I think it you have to have that confidence and that kind of like maybe not delusion at the beginning, but like this sort of like it's delusion. Oh no, this is no, good. it is delusion. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Dunning Kruger okay. effect. That's literally what it's called, right? Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it's like the delusion that you're actually better at something than you are. Yeah. When you first yes. start, to, it's like the it's like you a false it. confidence. It's almost like you need it too. You it's like padding and a buffer between you and like you the know, reality of the situation yeah, which is that exactly. you're a fucking dumbass <laughs> <laughs> and like you're always going to be that like we're always and it, you like, should strive to be that i think yeah like a beginner totally. like the whole time through just like man if you could just be a journeyman for the rest of your life about everything i think that's going to be the right path for me at yeah. least like mm-hmm. you know like i don't ever want to get to a point in my life where i'm not trying to figure out something new yeah like that seems like and what's the you. point like yeah. you know And it's not a competition. It's just really just trying to, I just am thirsty for all these different experiences, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So like, and the, and when I get inspired by something, I'm like, what is that? That's so inspiring. I got to get to like the root of it. How did they make it? Right. You know, because you know, I mean, you're an artist. Like, the final product is like just that's just the map. Like, it's mm-hmm. getting back to the how like that the process. That process. Yeah. That's like the that's the gold. And like, you know, it's once you can tap in all these different processes, you're just mining gold. Right. You know, like I don't have shit. I don't Did, have any money, just like anybody else. But. Mm-hmm. I am like in this place. I'm a dragon in my castle. Do you think that that's by gold. that's how you got to be so uh, it, proficient enough to, to to share your work and to to kind of gather um, just all this ammo? Is that how you got good at that? Was by flexing that muscle in your brain, that process muscle? Yeah, definitely, and yeah. also just like breaking the learning curve down into. Uh, easily attainable goals that have right. that have rewards like someone paying you to do the job. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, for instance, like if I'm trying to get better at making logos, I'll put it out there to all my artist friends. Hey, guys, like I'm not that great at this, but I'm looking to do this more. Like I'm pretty good at it. I'm better than the next guy or like some other people, you know? Right. So, you know, throw me 50 bucks and I'll take a schwack at it, you know? that's a little bit of a reward and you're not putting too much pressure on yourself. And then you can watch 10 videos that week on how to make illustrator logos. Right. And then boom, you got, you can whip out 20 of these things in an hour for somebody and they can pick between which ones they want. And you know, it's, and it seems like it sounds easier than it is, but all it really is, is just deciding you're going to do it mm, and right. not bullshitting yourself and maybe writing it down that day that this is what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, that way you can hold yourself accountable, you know? But do you want to, do you want to speak more to, uh, maybe breaking things down like in steps? Um, cause I know personally I have some trouble with that. Like I see the end goal. Um, and I, I mean, I've done it, you know, I've, I'm starting to practice, uh, breaking things down into steps and it's definitely way easier. So I think that, that could be some, maybe it's just some good advice or just something cool to talk about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know what this would actually be called, but I, I kind of call it systems thinking, mm-hmm. but maybe that's the wrong term. Maybe it's the right term. Who knows? But for me, it works. Uh, and w- essentially what it is, is you could tackle a project and do part A, part B, part C, part D, so on and so forth, so you're done, mm-hmm. right? Or you could tackle a project and do A through Z 1%, A through Z 2%, A through Z 3%. And yeah. that to me is systems thinking, where you're breaking it down into what are the similar processes that this whole system does, and you simplify it down. And maybe that sounds like really abstract, but um, for instance, if I'm making music, right. I will do all my sound designing uh, one day, and then on certain days of the week, I'll like and what sound designing is is just basically putting ink on the palette and mixing colors, you know, and getting the colors right. you want. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, and then the next day, uh, I'll spend a few hours building a template in Ableton so that every time I open Ableton, the same instruments are ready to go. Um, and then the third day I'll combine all three of those. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just trying to start a track at, from the beginning and just make it happen, I'll just do it like that. I do the same thing yeah. with my jewelry. If I'm if I'm making twenty rings that week, I'll make I'll cut all the metal. I'll cut all the like you know the wrappable wire, and then I'll line everything up and set out all the stones, and I'll make all the ring bands, and then I'll set all the stones on all twenty rings, mm. and then I'll do all the detail on all twenty rings, uh, and I break it down into processes like that, so it doesn't seem so daunting. Um, right. And there's this inertia that you get once you're at like seventy five percent. That's just like adrenaline rush, like so exciting because. You're not about to be done with one of them. You're about to be done with all of them. Yeah. And you got so good by like the third or fourth one in of whatever that process was mm. that the the second, you know, 15 rings are perfect or the, you know, it, 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 it can be used in, you know, a million different applications. And, you know, it you don't want to use it on people too much because people <laughs> don't really operate that well. And we're not really systems. We're more processes. We're not, right? but our, some artists are, and some people do really relate to that. You know, I have certain friends that really relate to the, what I'm talking about as a lifestyle thing, but you know, people are more organic and sure. you have to have a lot more patience and understanding. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've struggled with all of those things because of the way that I, work and switching that work mind off and not treating people like robots and machines is really, really important thing to, that Definitely. we all need to remember, you know, yeah. cause if we're just crunching numbers all day for work or, you know, doing production work of any kind, we're kind of assimilating into like this mechanical robot way of like operating mm-hmm. and like as effective as it is in order to live in a capitalist society, like our relationships, mm-hmm. like with each other need to stay like organic and, Totally. You got to be able to take that mask off and yeah, open up. Yeah. Be a little vulnerable sometimes, you know. Yeah, and it's it's a, you know, there's there's things we can do to do, to help with that and mushrooms are the one. Mushrooms. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get into psychedelics. We've literally talked about I'm talking about shiitakes. Um shiitake mushrooms on every podcast so far. So That's tight. There it is. We got Almost twenty minutes in. <laughs> That's tight. Is that a timer? Like when are we? Gonna, yeah. When are mushrooms gonna come? Up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And whenever mushrooms come up, I get a little notification. Oh, yeah. No. You ask me what my agenda is. It's the mushrooms agenda. It's not my agenda. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kinda right. I don't know what's going on here in Denver, but it sort of seems like some sort of force has brought together a mass of creative people, and we all seem to know each other in one way or another six degrees of separation kind of thing at least two degrees yeah two degrees thank you yeah it's like yeah you know okay yeah 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 you're come on over for dinner you know i mean it's like (laughs) totally it's so and if there's people i don't know at this point i'm like who is this it's like fishy almost Mm -hmm. i'm like who are you and then i get to know i'm like you're really cool right you know (laughs) (laughs) they're just new yeah they're just new you gotta be like "Hmm." like, they've been in town for long enough where it's like i feel like i don't know i don't know you but i feel like we would have met by now if we should have, so who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I meet him, I'm like, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Almost everybody you meet in Denver is like a sweetie pie. and just like a refugee from some other place where there's no resources for artists. And like, right. <laughs> there's like, thank God. Yeah. You know, it's like a breath people, of fresh air. Some people take here. advantage of it, but whatever, fuck them. They know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but, so yeah, do you do you feel like I do? I mean, I think we agreed on this earlier, but we're having some sort of a renaissance, be it psychedelic or just creativity, uh, just creatively. Um, and do you think it's? I mean, it's not only concentrated in Colorado, Denver right now, but um, I don't know. It seems to be just like bubbling out here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors involved. I think it behooves us to call it a renaissance, but I think there's a lot of a lot of variables that are coming into play. I mean, there were a lot of variables that created the you know that iconic renaissance yeah, as yeah. well. You know, so I mean, without going too far into like you know crazy historical references, it definitely does feel like Denver is a bit of like a modern day Florence. And mm-hmm. I think the main thing is you know no one wants to admit it, but it's money. Yeah, and there because of the green boom that happened in Colorado in the last five to ten years, mm-hmm. there are younger people with money who appreciate the arts and or don't have you know giant debts looming over their head uh, that are able to be patrons of the arts, and that's v- pretty much pretty rare in most parts of the country and you know a lot of parts of the world at this point where there's you know, young 20 somethings that have enough money to be able to buy a 5,000 or 10,000 or a hundred thousand dollar piece of art, which is not unheard of. Like we've all seen that happen at this point, whether it's, you know, these glass, like underground glass events or, or these art parties, like, you know, there's untaxable money, you know, and Mm -hmm. things happen, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they'll, everybody's going to hang me for saying that one, but it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. Like, you know, it's been on vice news. Yeah. (laughs) It's how it's always operated. Right. Like, you know, if you think that these ritzy, like million dollar art pieces are being sold, like to, you know, very wealthy people, you know, without other agendas, you're, you're silly yeah you're kind of deluding yourself it's uh i think a historical corollary to that would be like well the church wasn't taxed exactly and has never been exactly most likely um but yeah um yeah i just wanted to get you to speak to that for a little bit because it's kind of the whole impetus of the podcast yeah and uh i mean i i have i'm real excited about just having this podcast as i'm sure uh john would echo if he were here uh, it just feels like kind of this kind of underground radio where we can say whatever the fuck we want and talk about whatever we want and we have an audience. Yeah, it's you super know? important, man. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, got off on a tangent there. No, no, that's the good tangent. You should always take pride in whatever you're doing. If I, I believe in that. I was saying that earlier. Like, if you don't take pride in what you're doing, like, what is the point of doing it? Yeah. Um, or if it's not a point of pride for you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a lot of things that can bring us that in life. And Sure. You know, I think it's important to have a healthy balance of all of it. But, yeah, Denver's a very special place. I, I, a lot of people have moved here over the last five to ten years for good reason. And I think if you've grown up in a place where resources are tight and you felt right. alienated by simply being an artist and like wanting to express yourself in different ways, then going to a place where most people have their needs met and there's work to go around and uh, there's people, there's patrons of the art and there's, you know, hundreds of other people that are that know like the little tropes and motifs that you're using Mm -hmm. like they you could like i've been walking down the street or at the grocery store and had people like comment on like certain styles in my art that i've used like Mm. in colorado and that's like that's crazy and like 
it's not like a that's not like a special thing or a famous thing or anything like that like it's mm-hmm. mostly just like that's really fucking cool that there's other human beings that this is like mm-hmm. communicating directly to and that I can run into them on the street where I live. Right. You know, and because right. I'm not doing this to make fans at all. I don't, I don't make art to make fans. I make it to make friends. And yeah, yeah. some people I'm closer with, some people I'm not. But at the end of the day, if, you know, if we're all tweeting the same song, like mm. chances are we're probably going to get along. You yeah, know? yeah. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to have everybody that's into my art over to dinner, but like I'll come over to your place probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely a cool environment, man. I was, uh, I was out at the store recently with one of my hoodies on and somebody goes, oh man, that, that hoodie's so sick. And I was just like, eh, brother, you know, nice. like, because eh, we know that sick means cool or yeah. awesome. And he's like, yeah, man, it's really trippy. I yeah, really we know it. that. And, and we pay attention to <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we've heard of the word Urban sick. dictionary. I'm on there pretty much every day. Yeah. Keeping up with the trends. Yeah. Have you, do you see that they have that, um, thing on urban dictionary now words that are trending dang or maybe that's just dictionary dictionary but that's either, cool. either way we're trending cool. where on twitter and facebook and stuff maybe no or maybe because just I feel like internally on their own type. site yeah that's weird <laughs> that's weird i feel like the pe- the words that people type aren't necessarily like the same the words, words that, that are they trending, say like when the people say yeah but then again all of our devices are listening yeah, to us and like sorting yeah. every single word we say into folders. So, yeah. It, what do you think about the algorithm and, and all this like uh, the algorithm? The management? Algorithm. You mean? You're talking about management? So, what is management though? So, is it? Do you think it's an amalgamation <laughs> of all the words we typed plus like maybe some stuff they picked up on the mic and like just current Hell imagistic yeah. trends just like being sorted in this cloud and so, yep. sort of just like. I mean, it's great. If I'm like, I mean, call me a capitalist pig, but if I'm like trying to get some new gear in my life or trying to learn about something new, all I do is talk about it near my phone and Instagram just starts sending me ads <laughs> for all this stuff that I didn't even know I wanted. Right. And like, of course, I'm not a sucker. I'm going to like, you know, check it out and then be like, ha I got you. I'm not going to buy anything. No. You know, get, get their conversion rate down. Yeah. But, you know, like it's interesting. Like I, I've just embraced it because it's going to become more and more like that mm-hmm. as far as advertising goes. If if we have to take part in this game, if we're going to play this game of capitalism until it dissolves into something else, like you might as well not fight it and like, right. And see it for what it is and like, and just dance with it and, and then let it go and, and not let it consume you. You know what I mean? Like it's too easy to just be like buying stuff off your Instagram ads all day, you know, right. but then you'll realize you go anywhere with Instagram pants and everybody else has Instagram <laughs> pants on too. And we all see it and we notice. <laughs> so well, Instagram well, pants is a thing. We, we all know what, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We know about. about your Instagram pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, even if, even if somebody did buy in this metaphor, in Instagram pants and they, they realize that it doesn't fill the void of something like a process driven, creative, minded but it does it does a little bit you think yeah absolutely i mean (sighs) because we're so programmed from birth to like once you have the new thing like you just you do get a dopamine like yeah yeah. yeah. if that's what you need to fucking get out the door and do it sweet yeah yeah. i definitely like i don't know i was i was raised like by my big sisters like you know stealing their mom's there's my my you know their mom real mom's credit card you know what i mean and like going Hmm. taking me shopping you know so like (laughs) i there's a certain part of me that's like I understand 
what that is that trigger in people to like want to go out and buy stuff and i'm not that guy that's like, you know you, you should be spending your money on this well, you know i am a little bit but like i try not to be too much because well, you don't want to be preachy to other people well i don't mind about certain things like <laughs> you know if, if 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 someone wants to preach to me about something that they're passionate about fucking preach on brother like i'll <laughs> join your gospel for sure yeah like but if it's like if you're annoying and you obviously don't know what you're talking about and you've never been there and you're preaching to hide your true and uh in your true nature then you know Right, that's going to catch up with you eventually. Right, you don't need me to tell but, anybody that. Well, yeah, I was going to say that even if a person does buy Instagram pants, yeah, they they'll get something out of it either. Sure, way. yeah, and either I, and they'll I'm all, learn I'm about that. Either they will learn that that doesn't fill a hole, right, or that they're like, oh, I kind of fucking like. And all like the Instagram algorithm pants. is trying to do is figure out where your holes are. Yeah, that's all it is because it's not even like it's insidious, but it's not even like. It's not even a conspiracy. It's literally how mm. do we keep people on this because our model is to keep people on it so that we can get advertisement revenue from people using it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the analytics of them using it. Absolutely. Every website that you go to while Facebook's open on your phone or on anything, it tracks everything you do on those sites. If you go to or from any website from Facebook or Instagram, it's tracking all of that. Yeah. You know, that's... That should be basic knowledge for everybody at this point. Like, I'm yeah, pretty sure it is. I think it should be. Yeah, too. and so you just you just accept that. And then okay, so now what are the rules? Now that that's the that's the, those are the guidelines. Yeah. All right. Don't don't use your phone all the time. Don't bring it everywhere with you that you don't want it to like listen to your conversations. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you know, like the rules just change a little bit, and you just have to be a little more clever about how you do things that you don't want the whole world to potentially know about it's not governments it's not conspiracy there's no illuminati it's just everybody (laughs) at this point yeah like because all it takes is one hacker or somebody that wants to exploit you or something and i'm not saying to be paranoid about that but like it's 2019 like you piss off the wrong person like they can just pay someone to to dox you you know yeah and that's not crazy that's like video games like (laughs) it happens every day you know so like you know just we just have to be mindful of how we use the technologies and and those i think that facebook the way facebook operates and how instagram operates that it's all very white pages to me like it's all very (laughs) basal and like you're still scrolling through all of it like it's gonna eventually it'll feel like you're going to a virtual mall i feel like yeah you know and Guess what? There's people, there's mall goths and there's people that hang out at the mall. But then there's a whole slew of people that don't have anything to do with the mall. Right. You know? And that still exists. And I think that's how the future is going to be going too. There's going to be mm. a bunch of people that just like use social media for what it is and, yeah. and then, and then don't partake and choose how brainwashed they want to be by it, I guess. <laughs> well, I heard you say that um, we should really kind of play the dance or dance with capitalism while it's here. Um, when, I don't, when do that, you think that's not what I said? I said, we should dissol- just, whatever's coming dissolve. at us, whatever's coming at us, we should just dance with it. No matter in what general. it is in general, try and figure yeah, out yeah. like any of your, like whatever you're living, just try in. and figure out a way to dance with it instead of being afraid of it. Right. You know, or of getting all. tense around it. Or yeah. Anything. Like there's a way to just boogie, boogie on through, do a spin move. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it'll just <laughs> blow by you, you know? Yeah. Um, and, or through you and that sucks, but like, that's inevitable but i mean that's pretty abstract but you get my point yeah um you guys understand metaphors right (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're talking to artists i think yeah i I get it yeah um yeah i mean remind me of the initial question there the i was just thinking of uh yeah i was kind of trying to form it on the on the flies um what do you think 
capitalism will dissolve into. Oof. <laughs> I mean, I guess. you want my ideal? Yeah, I want your ideal. ideal don't, scenario. don't give me any reality ideal here. Ideal scenario is all of this sake. data buildup, like all of these massive corporations that are building up all this data. I have a couple different theories. Okay. They get zanier and zanier. Give me I'm your like, zaniest. Okay, zaniest? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, we're not discovering, or we're not inventing technology, we're discovering it. Ooh. Um, and we're slowly discovering the ability to take part in what's going on in the rest of the universe and also to be able to communicate with the planet. Yeah. That's one zany theory. I love that. You know? I'm I'm on board with the communicate with the planet. Yeah, and I mean, I that's mean, not just like, the, and it's not like, the, hey, hey, little guy, like, yeah, it's yeah. me, the planet. <laughs> <laughs> remember me? Hey, buddy, remember to put your right shoe yeah, on this recycle. first. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like, like get constant Just, technological biofeedback so that we can, like, adjust our behavior to, like, better suit our harmony with it. So and, we can kind of garden our own yeah. planet. Or or we're just, like, one of those organisms that grows on a planet when it's, like, doing its thing. Like, you know, there's that, <laughs> There too. could be that, And yeah. it's just, we're just, like, random as fuck, and we take it way too seriously. And, like, <laughs> this is our one chance at, like, ever existing. And we're like, we're going to go to the stars, you know? And probably not. <laughs> So there's a couple, I, you know, I have a couple different weird zany theories like that. But, yeah. you know, where's capitalism going? I think it'll probably dissolve into some like crypto democracy, cryptocurrency type scenario where countries cease to exist. And it's basically what corporations own, like areas. Mm. And like as much as like the word corporation is a dirty word, like you uh now when you really think about it and you look at it like a cellular thing it's right. just cells organizing in, it's uh, just an uh, emergent phenomenon exactly yeah. it's organisms organizing in a new way right that is no longer like these um uh government they it's very similar to government i mean a corporation mm. is very similar but it's you know they have a lot more power now than and than they ever have, than they ever have. Mm-hmm. and I get to say this from a privilege of being a white American male, but I love when power meets chaos. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's not always pretty for everybody. Um, We've all experienced marginalization. I, I can't even say that I have because it's not historically factual, but like a lot of people have experienced marginalization because of, yeah, not fuck that. No, no no matter what I say, like I've never been historically marginalized. Me being a white American male, there's no such thing as reverse racism guys. And there's no such thing as reverse sexism. doesn't (laughs) exist. Not a thing. Um, anyways, we can get into that later, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, shit, man. Like I hope that, I hope that all this technology and all this information that's being amassed is to lead to a total transparency phase where like all of the information that has been amassed is all of a sudden available to everyone mm. uh, by accident maybe or by hack or by chaos, whatever. Yeah. You know, some 13-year-old kid could just decide, ah, let's hack, you know, well, like, that seems you know to... Apple and like release everything on everybody. Let's mm-hmm. let's see what Google's incognito window says mm-hmm. <laughs> about everyone like on the planet. You yeah. Know? Let's see, you know, let's release everyone's tax information, you know? Like we're going to get to a point where no matter how much sick, that's why the older generation is so terrified of security. That's like yeah. why there's such a focus on it now. It's because like mm. if, ev- if the playing field was leveled and everybody realized that we're all f- creeps and we're all like have the same... <laughs> 
weirdness. weird things and like our, we all eat and poop and pee like if everybody realized how similar we truly were these divide and conquer mechanisms wouldn't work anymore and mm-hmm. i think that's where technology is heading i hope that that's where it's heading a lot of people would say yeah yeah right there's more people that are blind to whatever i would disagree i think that's the narrative that we're being taught that that everybody's a sheeple and mm. nobody gets it no people get it man dude i've spent a lot of time people traveling so maybe I, you know maybe we try attract the people that we're similar to but i talk to people that watch fox news all day i talked also we all have the same fucking same exact desires and needs right and they just happen to have been sucked into this weird little mechanism of fox news you know it's right it's a mind yeah. control mechanism and and when you really sit down with people, they're not at your throat. Like, like no. you know, there may be family members that, you know, some of you have that watch Fox News or whatever, watch, or even hardcore Democrats can be really annoying too. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to take any side. I think we're all just trying to figure it all out. And, you know, Do I think you- capitalism is a form of governing organisms. Okay, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? And, and right like, now it's kind of where we're at. It's where we're at. And yeah. it's, I don't, I don't hate it or love it. It's just like a scaffolding. That's why I was saying dance with it, figure out a way to dance, dance with it. I think it's the sure. scaffolding to get us to the next scaffolding to get us, you know, right. we're just organisms organizing on a planet and on greater and greater complex yeah. levels. Every and that, time. Yeah, yeah. Super complex, more defined and more complex, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's easy to dissociate from all the really shitty things that happen to people every day you know by saying oh we're just organisms organizing but like that's kind of like the only way to find zen in in it in life you know in it is like oh okay well we're just organizing organisms organizing you know like family member dies like circle of life you know you know there's war in different places in the world like you know we're organizing in really weird ways and it's really gross and fucked up sometimes and it's definitely being hijacked by certain people and different yes. groups and parties and and there's mechanisms that have been put in place to to marginalize different types of people for sure i'm not right. denying that in any ways but right. at the end of the day when you zoom out like if i was an extraterrestrial race watching the planet i wouldn't necessarily be like oh well you know this guy's doing that and this guy's doing this i'd be like oh look at how these organisms are organizing mm-hmm. you know i mean like who knows right but you know i try to have both minds about the future is just like you know that utopian uh uh output or mind mindset you know mm-hmm. uh or also like the maybe Maybe we only get so much time on the planet as right. human beings and there's something that'll come after us and right you know figure it out. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good to keep in mind that that possibility exists. Like the possibility that we only get this one chance. But you should act as if maybe it's already a done deal and like staying 100%. calm, like 100%. staying calm. And, At first, there's a shock to your the friends. system that yeah, when, yeah. You, when you get trying to wrap your head around that, you're like, well, what the fuck? There's that existential dread. Yeah, yeah. But then once you ex- truly accept, it's like, there's no way out for no any of out. us. That's right. Because, yeah, um, I think McKenna said this. And yeah, Great I'm a, I love that guy. Anyway, he said that, uh, you know, people get all upset about the, the race perishing when the individual definitely does, you know. Um, yep. So that's, I mean, it's, it's a kind of like a, a weird balance way of looking at it. I think it's just like, understand that you probably only get this one shot. Nothing's guaranteed, 
but also that like it's all good and it goes on there's forever. a beauty in that yeah yeah there's a beauty in the fact that like it's finite and yeah. accepting the finite nature of it because then you're kind of like liberated from the thousands of years of like oh no there's a round two as long as you're good uh, as long yeah, as you follow yeah. our rules, there's a round two. Totally, you just keep working. Yeah, just keep you know, uh, keep having kids that'll go into the military, keep paid taxes, and go to school and stuff. Exactly. You know, all of those are thought mind worms. You they're know, viruses. They're, yeah, they're viruses. Exactly. Totally. And like again, but they're also scaffolding. Like right there, there's with every good intention, there's like this, there's this poison that can be mixed in by people who want to take advantage of it, and they can, they you know, at the root of every you know religion, there's you know the the desire for unification and 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 spirit and like yeah, these and transcendence things. yeah but then there's people that are like oh yeah like people do fall for that mm. one like let's let's layer on some different little some couple bullshit. strips here change a couple sentences here and all of a sudden everybody's like homophobic and like <laughs> you know what i mean and like and Ugh. like and like having more kids they need than they need to and right. you know what i mean and like anybody who knows anything about coding like all you got to do is change a couple little words and letters and numbers here and there. And the expression of that code at the end can be absolute like terror, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or chaos to like have to, you know, fix, you know? And right. I think that's where we're at with a lot of things is like, we, we have a bug in the system. Well, basically. there were just architects who figured out social architects who figured right. out over the last, you know, that, couple I mean, thousand years that you can change a few little pieces of the code to make it benefit you more. Right. And fuck those guys. Yeah. But <laughs> we've all got computers now, so we can all kind so of all compare know. and contrast all this information. And you know, right. some people were brought up in these mechanisms, and I, it's taken till I was thirty to not be like bitter towards them. You know. Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, I, I, I for one, you know, went to church till I was sixteen. Yeah, I was like twelve, Roman Catholic church. And that, my yeah. mom's a universalist now, which is way chiller, way more chill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just they, they. Th that's the perfect solution to to religion. being raised inside of a religion and having mm -hmm. that be your sense of community. They didn't have festivals. They didn't have venues. They could all like where they went to and everybody knew each other and it was just peace. And like, it was good. Right. To go. they have some of some cities and things like that, but you grew up in a small town, like it's church. Yeah. You it know, is that's church. your sense of community. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the church kind of hijacked that. They were like, Oh, you like community? Sweet. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Like here's a building that you can all meet in once a week. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, um, so it's, 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 it's important to that, that generation. I feel like it's really important to my mom, you know, and I, and I totally support that, sure. um, that congregation. And, but as long as you're just like, you know what, I'm down with all of it. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like I'm pretty much, I've gotten to that point where I'm like, you know what, there's like something good in all of it. And right. everybody sucks at something and everybody's <laughs> finger stinks if you smell close enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So like everyone, including me, Everybody. We're all complicit even in all this stuff. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, part of me is like, ah, I don't want to really like celebrate Christmas because I don't want to support like all the terrible shit. But it's like also like think if you think about the amount of like really happy people on that day. Right. You know, it's like, all right, I don't really want to shit on their happiness. Exactly. But there's also like the really poor people that have like a terrible day because like they don't they can't perform the capitalist ritual that it's become. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a it's such a nuanced thing and you can't really 
the Again, moment it's the you, hijacking. Yeah, the you know moment I mean? that you land like, on oh, one side like of Christmas? it. Christmas, like, yeah, yeah. How about it's like presents under the tree? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did they type that in? Like, no, no, no. How about Santa Claus brings Santa it to Claus. you? Santa Claus. We got this Santa guy. Well, he's a nice New old myth. man. He eats lots of cookies yeah. and drinks milk, fat, and sugar. It's all very like <laughs> Oracle, like man in the high castle. Like, I feel like it just like these myths get rewritten mm-hmm. by, and now it's the marketing guys. Like, you know, yeah, the romance. Of I love. wonder. I wonder what kind of, you know, epoch we're about to be in. If Lang, so you know, nonsense. We're it's happening. The nonsense myths, like the Tim and Eric level. Have you been watching South Park? I haven't. Man, yeah, I don't have like basic cable. We don't have basic cable. We have a no commercial rule in this building, Uh, so like we like we don't have anything that like will give us commercials. That's what's up. Yeah, it's it's an unspoken rule. Yeah, we got that Hulu or whatever. Yeah, no, we got I got all those. Is it on? Is it's on Hulu? The new season is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to have to check that out. Well, it's I love what I was going to say is that it's gotten so their show has only gotten so ridiculous because they have such ridiculous shit to write about. Right. I mean, I mean, it's always ridiculous. been ridiculous, but I mean, it's I feel like it's ramped up. Anyway, that's just me kind of being like, you're a fanboy of South Park, right? Yeah. No, okay, not even up. not even like <laughs> we, we brought up the nonsense and like their major myth makers. Like we no one really exactly. wants to like it's just that their whole secret is that it's kids swearing and it's a cartoon. It was like, dup, 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 dup. like dumb people can be like, oh, kids swearing. Oh. But like, if you really watch that shit and you have a brain in your head and you're thinking about it, you're like, damn, they are having some like it's deep. satirical. If you do the math, math here, like if you do the algebra, like yeah. what they're really saying is like pretty powerful. And like they're talking about some interesting myths and. And they mess with some really interesting topics. And I mean, the whole season that's about the gentrific- gentrification of Denver. The and Soto like, so pop. I mean, we live in <laughs> yeah. that. That's where we yes. live. You know what I mean? So it's like, that. it's so, it's important because what it does is it mixes really important information in a format that like anybody can metabolize. And whether they realize they're metabolizing it or not, they are. You know, right. it's, it's, and you know, some of it's just like trash and you're like, come on guys, like what the fuck? <laughs> but that's how they keep the dummies like hooked. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to say dummies, it's like a degrading thing. I'm a dummy, but like we yeah. all watch, anybody who watches cartoons on TV is kind of a dummy, you know, we're all dummies. <laughs> but Hell like, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, they, they mix these really cool concepts in with, with. It's like a Trojan horse. It is an absolute perfect example. I always say like medicine and sugar, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. medicine being like that chaos yeah, like, the chaos seed. Yeah, to totally. To get you thinking, and the and the nonsense that's like just that like, night, wait, what? That like, night you can't fall asleep and you're just thinking about like, well, what do they really mean? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What were they really saying? Like, wait a second. Like your brain does the algebra finally, yeah. and you're like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Like, that's heavy. You see all these psychic structures crumble before your eyes when yeah. you realize all this shit. Yeah, and it, I mean, they also like they're aware of like how we all how everybody humans are in America now yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and that's also they they've created this like echo chamber of their own comedy you know too so yeah. i mean they 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 do a very good job at uh having commentary on like the things that just like averagely cool and interesting and funny people would do as like accidents as yeah, like, yeah. a trope you know what i mean right, right just making fun of the hash pens and like all like no one's safe and <laughs> right they yeah. make it playful the i mean scooters you know you you watch i don't remember, i don't know if you've watched like old castle movies or like any any like you, you always see like they got the puppets and like that's that like that's <laughs> what that like the 
they're able to speak the truth in the king's court by right, playing by using role. puppets and yeah. like by yeah by being the little kids that are pa- cut out of paper swearing mm-hmm. you know totally and like no one no one ca- it's, it's all, they're oh, like it's they're kind of like do you know who Doug Stanhope is? Of course, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like Stanhope in that way where they can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, yeah. And they have their audience and they, I think even one of their last seasons was like, uh, hashtag ban South Park at the end of each step episode. <laughs> they're trying to get themselves banned. <laughs> exactly. It, but it, but it's, it speaks, you know, it's very to meta. cancel culture and all this other shit. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I just freaking freaking love it so shouts out south park i mean yeah Um, and and anybody that's playing with satire and like comedy about hard topics yeah whether they have an agenda or not it's getting people talking and and that as long as it's in like a playful like did you see that south park episode Mm -hmm. it's crazy like you know it's interesting you know they they have a platform where they could have started sucking and sold out super hard a long time who knows they could have just doubled down and like they're you know they're working with donald trump and he's writing all of it (laughs) and like this is (laughs) like yeah we don't know yeah we don't know dude they could be dead they could be in freezers somewhere and like joe rogan's fake wait they're fake wait donald trump doesn't exist i haven't heard an interview from them in a long time no no one has it notice how you never see joe rogan and those guys in the same room exactly the same people (laughs) Say they don't have enough. The simulator doesn't have enough uh, RAM <laughs> to run both at the same time. <laughs> well, you, you were talking about coding and um, and how like architects kind of embed little themes or motifs to get whatever outcome. Uh, so I'm trying to piece this together, kind of in my head here. But is is there a certain line of code or theme or element or motif like running through your work? You would say. Uh, anything that you can point to? Yeah, I have a few. Um, can I guess one? Sure. Depth. Oh, definitely not. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would hope so. That's something that I would hope for. I mean, for people to see the depth of my art, but like, I don't expect it. Some of the stuff I do is pretty shallow, in my opinion. But maybe even the well, just like um, deep. Uh, how would I say this? Like a. A deep uh, voice? No, a deep... Spacious? Scene? Yes, yeah, spacious. Like an area that like... Yes. You go further and further negative down. Negative space is very important That's what I'm me. saying. In yes. all ways. And that, what you. negative space is for me... You know you know all this. You're an artist. But what negative space is me is, is choosing not to do something right there. You know? Whether right. that's like a rest in music or a silent spot or, you know, negative space in a design somewhere to to really emphasize what is there and what isn't there, Mm. you know? And I think there's a lot of, I find a lot of calmness personally in the space between things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that sounds really cheesy, but probably whatever, I don't really care. Um, Like there's a Zen to, uh, I don't know, there's definitely like a meditation technique where you can sit quietly somewhere and you close your eyes and you listen to all the different sounds that you hear in the space. Right. And... You think about, you know, the creaking chair or the door being opened or, you know, the car's door being closed across the street and you, um, and then you focus on all the negative space between all of that Mm. and that space between all that void for me is like super calming. And that's some like a relaxation technique that I was taught when I was younger to deal with some pretty intense anxiety, you know? Um, and to just like calm your brain down, you know, and, and, sure. and just focus on 
all the void between things, you know? And for me, when I hear music that emphasizes that, it's like, that's that me- that's that deep medi for me feel that mm-hmm. like, you know, that's why they named that label that is, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive that, you know, it's like deep meditation. Yeah. Deep yeah. meditation. But it's also, it's, it's, it's very minimal music that, um, <laughs> if, if you let your mind relax to it, there's only five or six or seven things happening at once. Right at the most and each one is in its own little sonic uh position where they're not overlapping and it's very well each sound is very well manicured and the rhythms are very hypnotic and you know that's something that it brings you into a space yeah it does and it, it really does it envelops you and it brings you into a different space it's captivating and um it just it it's it's important that's definitely a motif that i try and have all the way across all my art is that negative space. How does that run through all the various mediums you work in? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. So the first one was that, you know, I like to use space and negative space in all my work. I mean, I like to make very minimal sound system music. I like to leave a lot of negative space in my jewelry designs for kind of the, um, the wearer or the person wearing it to, be part of it as well, part of the little presentation or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think it, it, it speaks in any, in any form of design, it just speaks to a knowledge of what doesn't need to be there as well, mm-hmm. you know, which is just as powerful as putting something in a place, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think that, that echoes through all the different mediums that I work with. The other one I try and put in everything is the rule of thirds, or Mm -hmm. any number divisible by three. Um, Mm. Mainly the number speaks to me for a lot of different reasons, but also in nature, things are very much more commonly found in odd numbers. Yeah. Um, And it's the first, you know, uh, other than one, uh, the first odd number and it creates that, that Trinity harmony. And um, I like to just put that in, in everything, especially since a lot of my mediums are very mechanical or, um, computer or like machine like uh that kind of leads to the third motif which is like a harmony between technology and nature Mm. you know um which is that's a deep one yeah i mean i like that i think that like i like i said earlier we're not necessarily uh inventing these technologies we're discovering them and i think what we're really discovering is these deeper ways to commune with nature and, and interact with nature um, and right now it just looks really crude and mm-hmm. immature and detrimental to our environment in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I think we're figuring out ways. If you zoom out a little bit, mm-hmm. we have time. There's, there's a lot of people who are making a lot of money off of convincing us that we don't have time. But I think that, and and I think that there there is obviously like a very bad issue with the the current uh, climate situation, you know, on the planet. Sure. I think it's fucked. Yeah. But I think that as as we evolve, our technologies are showing themselves to us in a way where we can make less damage uh, by existing yeah. you know, or cause less damage by existing. Mm-hmm. And I see that as a trend and I try and echo that into my art. And that's that's just like one little hope that I have. That's kind of like my prayer yeah. <laughs> almost while I'm making the art is like, sure. you know, let's let's figure out a way to emulate nature as much as possible in everything that we do 
in order to like wor- be able to interact better with it because that's what we are at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, we just come from nature. Yeah. Part of we it. We are that and we do have this weird ability to diverge from that. Mm-hmm. Um or di- yeah, that's the word, right? Diverge. Yeah, set basically set up buffers between yeah. ourselves and totally and other. We parts have that of ability, and we and a lot of people choose to do that. We all choose to do that in certain ways, just by wearing shoes and True. putting glasses on, and you know, using the dollar and all those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can counteract all those things, we have to do right now as like a scaffolding and a stepping stone in the direction of where we're heading with as many natural solutions as possible, or mimic biomimicry is like the main things. You know. Explain that for people who don't know. Biomimicry is any technology that mimics nature's like uh, architecture or like utilitarian purpose. Yeah. You know? um, Do you know uh, Santiago Calatrava? I've you know the name is super familiar, and I probably do if you were to show me anything any work by him. Yeah, he does like all those bri- those neat bridges and yeah, um, yeah, he's an architect. I think that's what I think that's he mimics something in nature. I can't remember. It just that name popped up yeah in my i mean head. anybody that's doing that big up like anybody who's using their platform and they, they could just build a big cement building and they're not and they're getting the billions of dollars from these companies to ha- build something that is making less of a impact and more of a social statement about our our climate and our connection to it you know mm-hmm. i try not to be too anti things these days like I definitely, that sounds super cliche, but like, you know, there's, there's a way where, uh, we can move forward and not have total absolute conflict all the time. You know what I mean? With our environments and with, with people and in conversations. And it's really just like having your own needs taken care of to the best of your ability. I feel like Mm -hmm. so that you don't feel desperate in every interaction that you have with other people mm. and that other, is, and other systems. Right. Yeah. You want to rebel against your government, figure out how to grow all your own food, figure out how to have your own power, figure out how to have your own value that you bring to the world right. that only you can do produce, you know? Yeah. And that's a huge step in the right direction because yeah. then no one can turn the nozzle off on you because if you're on the nozzle for everything, and it gets turned off, whether it's we go to war with somebody and things get tight but, um, you know, financially or the gas gets expensive and, like, your job requires you to have gas, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm a big proponent of trying to figure out my – I mean, my 10-year goal is to be as sustainable of a human being as possible with having as little of a footprint as possible. Um, it takes resources to get to that point. It takes yeah. investment. It takes – years of brainwashing your, or de-brainwashing uh, right. yourself, you know what I mean? And re-brainwashing yourself with positive thought processes and thinking cyclically and like not wanting to waste everything that you do. And, um, you know, it takes time and no one should beat themselves up over it. But as long as you're moving in that direction, nature, I feel like is, will supporting you. Yeah. will support you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like weird and abstract to say, but I feel, I feel it. I felt that as a shift when I decided to try and start being that way. And nobody's perfect. Like it's hard to get, it's hard to live in a city and not feel like you're just like, you know, a piece of shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) Destroying the fucking planet, you know, but there's little things that everybody can do. And even if it's just a plan that three years from now when you're not, or whatever, five years from now or 10 years from now, when you plan on having kids and you got your own land, that this is how I'm going to do it. That's okay. 10 years is a blink of an eye. It is, man. A blink of an eye. 
now that I'm hitting 31, 32, and like yeah. that sounds cheesy as fuck, but like it's a blink of an eye. And no, as long I'm as right your plan you. is like to just be better and do less of an impact in the future and you're slowly working towards that, good on you. Like yeah, no, no one can tell you that you're not like helping, you know, or at least, you know, because 10 years goes by real fast and right. you'll be at that goal and all of a sudden you'll have the house and instead of being the guy that, you know, just goes the normal route you've been spending the last 10 years thinking about it planning it taking notes cultivating this idea and then you're there and you're able to actually actualize uh you know that's type of lifestyle that you've wanted to work towards and yeah a lot of people say oh well you can't just you know start a garden overnight (laughs) and uh get solar panels from tesla on the roof tomorrow it's like no but you can 10 years from now yeah like you you can can do anything for 10 years from now like you know you know Yes. Put a little bit of budget towards that instead of like whatever else you do. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to preach on that too much, but I, I guess my point is, is like, uh, as long as you're going in the direction of being uh, as sustainable as possible, you're at, you're at, that's actually, you actually run the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, people, yeah. You run your experience you know, at least. Straight up. And therefore... There's you no run. Illuminati, dude. It's, yeah. it's it's people that are doing good things and people trying to make the, the world better and their own lives better so they can make other people's lives better and not asking for anybody's attention. Right. That's like, those are the people that run the planet. Yeah, yeah. In my, in my, in my world, at least. Yes. You know? That's, um, I think, the correct way to think of it. There's uh, a narrative that's being pushed super hard that there's, you know, these people that are all seeing, all powerful, and well, I think that's the the biggest conspiracy of all is to to convince people that there's a conspiracy and that you can have reins over this rock that's speeding around a burning ball of gas in the middle of space. Well, I'll, I'll double it down even one deeper on the conspiracy, and it's that true power that like controls like world banks and militaries. No one is ever going to see those faces, and th- there's never going to be anybody to blame and. We're never going to have lunch with those people to tell them how we feel. Like, that's it's mm-hmm. old paradigm stuff, and they're slowly on their way out, and they're all going to die of colon cancer, and, you know, in the next 25, 30 Specifically years. Specifically colon cancer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the Koch brothers are dying off. Like, you know, it's old. that's an old operating system that they're suffering in their own ways, and they're making a lot of people on planet Earth suffer as well but by their decisions and them hacking the code, you know, and the social mm. manipulation and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like the way you can transcend any of their errors as humans is by being as autonomous as you humanly possibly can for yourself and for the people around you. Fuck yeah. And like that, and it's, and that's like, it's hard, you know? Yeah. It takes (laughs) work. It's not going to happen tomorrow. That's that's the thing. I think that we've been, or society, I don't know how to say this, but most people uh, who live that, style of life have just been cowed kind of into like oh well this is easy i'll just go to work and then i'll get off and then i'll just be uh chilling yeah i mean it's easy to slip into that and it's comfortable you know and yeah and honestly like it's not wrong it's not wrong it's not wrong it's, it's definitely it's, not wrong it's been the scaffolding to get to where we're at you know right but at a certain point the scaffolding's got to come off and you know we got to realize that like I mean, fuck, like, if you, what is it? If you drive to work, chances are your job's going to be automated mm-hmm. within the next, like, 20 years. Yeah, there's that coming. So, like, wow. so like not That's even to, like, freak anybody words. out, but it's, like, 
I mean, in my opinion, no human should have to flip fucking burgers at McDonald's. Like, it's, that's not even no. like a race thing. That's not even a class thing. That's a nobody should have to do that type of work. But like, people also need to make money inside this system that we're a part of. So it's like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some people have to do that, unfortunately. You know, right. and um, well, hopefully, we're building a better system where people don't have to do that kind of shit. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah transitioning I'm just gonna do a total flip man yeah do it man I just I end up going back in the same loops <laughs> <laughs> it's all good uh, what is do you have a, like a favorite tool in your arsenal whether it's a, a material tool like a VST or whether it's maybe even a personality trait or some sort of ideal to help you bring all these strands together and make this crazy tapestry Hmm. I'd have to think about that. I don't know if I have a favorite one. There's so many. I'm so scattered with all the stuff that I do. Uh, I mean, not scattered, but I mean, just like spread, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say this space, like in this building and specifically this room that we're in right now, my studio. Yeah. Are it's my happy place for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm able to turn almost in like 360 and work on different completely different art mediums at the same time even if yeah. i want to um and that sounds like psychotic but <laughs> i'll be working on a graphic design and something will click and i'll have to like sketch something out for a piece of jewelry or you know mm-hmm. it's all, i'm using a lot of the same templates because i use the same motifs and the same you know coding and math and all of my work you know mm-hmm. um so it all there's background stuff that's going on that'll click when I'm working on different things. So this space really facilitates that for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favorite thing is giant subwoofers. <laughs> I mean, it sounds cheesy, but like, no man, they're great and they're very special. And I mean, I blessed to my my stepdad who raised me you know carrying speakers since i was like seven years old to nice you know town dances and my sister's proms and he would dj all of it or at least bring sound and stuff Mm -hmm. you know i've always just had an interest in what that does to a room and the ability to just captivate a bunch of people and them have like the time of their lives and fall in love with each other and like deepen their friendships and just have these really special moments just because of these magnets it's mm-hmm. you know it's pretty abstract but like that's really what it is and yeah they're literally electrical just, pulses going through yeah. magnets that's moving the air and it's just like so crazy that 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 can make babies you know <laughs> or like make people yeah. terrified for yeah. their lives or make people or ecstatic ecstatic or, yeah. or like by, by literally by going back and forth between literally two keys on the piano the black keys and the white keys like you can change the entire energy of a room yeah you know and that's super powerful science to me and alchemy and magic you know that's t- it's really really powerful and you know so big magnets big real really well-tuned sound systems you know uh is very special to my heart. Yeah. Um, because I'm at, you're a painter. Imagine being only able to paint with the, like three of the, or like two of the primary colors. Yeah. You can't life. have red. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They weird. just like, you just didn't have red. Yeah. And then you got to a certain point and then they were like, okay, 
now here's red. Yeah. That's what it feels like when you finally find like real sound systems and or a place you hear the, this this style of music, the sound system style of music on a properly tuned sound system in a in a in a properly tuned space or outside, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it change it changes something, you know. It's it's that same feeling I used to get when everybody would sing along to the guitar in like elementary school and high school, like one yeah. of our teachers would play guitar a lot. It's that same like unified feeling everybody singing the same thing your whole your body's vibrating your diaphragm's yeah, yeah. vibrating bass just like forces that to happen into you yeah and it makes the whole room feel that way yeah and like there's something like when all the other music is creating this like captivating cinematic moment and the bass is like swelling mm-hmm. there's these chills that I, I get and i know other people get it sure you know that are just like it's it's very special and that 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 uh that look that you know you'll see people they'll look over you don't even know them they'll look over you and they'll and, nod yeah you do the nod that's yeah. like that's it right there and like it's brings it's cliche together. but there's a reason it's cliche it, right it's because it's so special and you know that we're spoiled by that in colorado like colorado really feels like a nod like denver feels like the nod like all day yeah like yeah you wherever walk down you the go street, there's someone like, like uh-huh, yeah what's up yep everything is going yeah. according to plan <laughs> yeah like it's like what the hell like everybody's in on it's it? an like, unwritten all, everybody's conspiracy. here as an artist like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh that's interesting like you know and, it's, and that's special everybody's working three jobs so that they can spend another 40 hours in the studio or whatever exactly. like working gigs so they can do it you know and i don't know i've had so many i'm sure you know you we barely even see each other like we've had so many people move out here and like oh like i never even see anybody like yeah, yeah. man like we're all in the studio we're all working right, exactly. we're all full-time artists now exactly and there aren't many places in the country that are you're possible it's possible to do that anymore right where there's people that'll like come over and be like yeah sure i'll buy your two thousand dollar painting fuck it yeah yeah you know what i mean that's crazy but it happens it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome really grateful to be here man so you're talking about moving to Denver. Maybe, um, maybe we should talk about the first time we met and hung out. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember my first memory of like getting to know you. Uh huh. Maybe you remember the first time we ever hung out, but I, I feel like it was like after Sonic Bloom 2013. John brought me to your house, right? Y'all's house. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, that was my first time this far. Well, I've been to California a couple times, but this was my first time in Colorado. Um, Drive out here with Andy Reid, represent, allege. What up, Andy? Yeah, we know you're listening. We know you're out there. You can't hide. <laughs> We're coming for you. Yeah, we know. No. We know where you are. Um, but yeah, no, I came out here 2013. We did the Sonic Bloom thing, fell in love with Colorado, met a bunch of amazing people who are still very good, close friends that year there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then ended up at y'all's place because I had just known John through the music scene yeah, through Austin yeah. Sound and stuff and he had played some shows in Boston and yeah I mean he spoke very highly of you and I was sure I'll come over and hang out and then we ended up kicking it and you guys basically convinced me that rather than go back to I mean, partially, it was you guys and a couple other people that rather than go back to Boston that I should just continue on my trip west with Andy and then move out here once I got back to Boston you know? and, yeah. uh, and I did immediately after that that's exactly what I did uh went back and packed up all my stuff and came back out and uh it was definitely the most important thing i did was come to a place where there's people that can relate to the weird abstract art art forms that we're working with and sure and it's not that abstract here 
It's not. You know? It's just kind of a. It's a language. It's a language. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's yeah, kind of like a slang. Abstract is a language. That's like, they don't get it. The 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 cigar smokers don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all. Oh, I don't know. Sure, fine, whatever. They don't. They don't get what's going on below the surface level of it, which is actually like by looking at these paintings that you guys are doing, like you're liberating people's perspective in my opinion mm-hmm. you know she, yeah. maybe that's blowing too much smoke up y'all's ass but, well but i, th- I also know, like, think the same thing about sound too sure. e- even more Absolutely. powerfully really yep. well, i mean that's hijacking it well well sa- i'll say it like this sound just hits you right in the moment whereas like a painting it might take a few weeks of like checking it out over and over True. again and yeah one's more visceral one's more um, vision, like I'm kind of, kind of mind, but I guess if you got the visceral going, like you're going to affect the mind. And if you got the mind going, you're going to affect the body. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely the overlap there with all of it. Um, Mm. I mean, I mean, I always say like, (laughs) when you turn around, you can still hear music, but when you turn around, you can't see the painting anymore. Sure. So it, it takes your visual focus to perceive it right. but once it has you captivated there's information underlaying all of it as mm-hmm. you know like the high level people are all layering perspective lines and grid lines that you're not seeing on the top right you know or with you you're using icons and uh concepts that you're combining to tell a story mm-hmm. and it and it's a vague abstract story maybe it's specific to you but to the viewer it can it can tell anything it can tell right. anything right you yeah. know um, but yeah, I, I think the same thing absolutely with music, you know, the same thing can be said mm-hmm. with all art. I mean, sure. It's there. Sure. sure. So yeah, shifting gears a little bit again, I heard you mention like, you know, that subwoofers and, and sound systems are kind of your favorite tool. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe the similarities and differences between, um, like the sound system cultures of, of, or maybe even just the history of sound system culture, really. Sure. I mean, I can only speak on to what I've pieced together. I wasn't there for any of it, you know what sure. I mean? And I almost don't even have a right to go too deep into it. Mm-hmm. But I do know my roots, and that's like a huge, huge, huge uh, point uh of the style of music that I hold dear and that I like to create is knowing the roots of it. And I mean, modern electronic music would not exist if it wasn't for music, the original music producers of Jamaica, like King Tubby and the likes. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, early seventies. I still play tracks from the early seventies that hold up to what's being made now, you know, Sure. Um, the equipment was the the equipment that they were given, and that they had access to was almost better than what's available now to most people because we're using algorithms and laptops, whereas they were using like a live. at the time live mixing board reverbs, delays that were analog, compressors that were analog, all built in the USA. You know, mm-hmm. um, not not in a nationalism kind of way, but like you know, it was that's the original originator of a lot of these technologies mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but a, a really amazing documentary that I think everybody should watch uh, is Dub Echoes, and 
it's on YouTube and it's an hour long. And if you want to know how reggae music became dub music and dance hall, which then became drum and bass, which then became dubstep and jungle, Mm -hmm. um, and then has then subgenred out into a million fractures from there. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like a genre doesn't really exist until it's been around for 10 years. <laughs> I try not True, to like, yeah. if people are like, oh, I make a weird slash, like left field slash, <laughs> like, it's like, dude, you just, you just make bass country. music. You make sound system music. Just mm-hmm. say that because mm-hmm. like, it hasn't been around for 10 years yet. And until you can like, look at the, the, like the, what is it? The genus of like mm-hmm. the genres and how they split off from like 10 yeah. years out. It's kind of just pretentious and you're just trying to like, like be too much of an artist about it. Put a little badge on your Yeah, exactly. Cap. Exactly. <laughs> just like just zoom out a little bit. It's sound system music. I like mm-hmm. to say sound system music because what that implies is how you're supposed to hear it and right. not like whether it's going to be worth your money or your time which is right, what most right. genres are. It's like you don't want to waste your time in the record store looking through blues if you're trying to find hip hop. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where it all came from. Like at the end of the day, you should if it's music, you should just listen to it. And if you don't like it, it's like it's not right. for you. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't need to be a word attached to it. True, you know, people true. that are like genreists like gross me out. But same. That's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I I got sidetracked, but uh, oh no, that's all good. Um, hmm. So yeah, we were talking history of, of kind of sound system. You kind of broke it down. Yeah, as I got, the I, genres sort of. Yeah, uh, I mean that's evolved. like that's the lineage. I mean, it, it, the 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 source is as far as electronic music production and like tape cutting and and that whole world, Jamaica, you know, early seventies, yeah. and that's all rooted in that deep struggle of what went down on that island and the sound system culture, from what I've gathered in my research, and um, is was started because they modified amplifiers Mm -hmm. to make them be able to hit these lower frequencies, these bass frequencies, Mm. 30, 40 Hertz. Um, and they would go out Saturday night, the crews with the, the sound systems would set up and they would have DJs from all the different crews, rival gangs, like everything. They'd all come through yeah, and they would play and everybody would get along. Right. And, it would bring the whole city together or that part of the city or wherever it was together. And that's, you know, autonomy. That's the autonomous zone. Right. You know, that's, that's unity. That's mm-hmm. like, that's what they say. Sound system is unity, you know, like right. that's, it's a, it's, it's growing your own garden. That's the church though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Church like that's, too. it's, and, and out of that, they had what was called toasters and MCs and they would, you know, while they were flipping that they didn't, well, they weren't using two turntables. They were using one turntable. Right. And that turntable was playing acetate that was cut that day or very recently from any one of these dub pro- uh, reggae Studios. studio producers that had the, sam- the samples and the stems from the reggae bands. And they would do a new version that had no vocals. And yeah. they'd have the chatter and, on exactly, it. Exactly. They'd, they'd do the reverb and the delay tails and and just get really psychotropic and, and, you know, embed that ganja information in all of it and, like, get real trippy. And, like, uh, that is not still being used. And, like, you know, those techniques, they, they developed that. And they used these tools that were once just something you'd set and then run a vocal through as, like, an instrument. And they started using right. the, stu- the studio gear as an instrument. Um, and, you know, they'd, they'd burn these acetates and they'd go out and play it that night and... and uh, they'd burn them. They'd cut the acetates, <laughs> and uh, and and the MCs would would toast, 
and and yeah. toasting uh, i mean that that's basically led into hip-hop yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna yeah, say exactly dj we, cool we herc have, yeah exactly we wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for where it kind of originated there and you know i'm just a white boy from the united states i don't know shit but I've done everything I can but you've to done understand. Research. Yeah, you may have to not understand. Been there. Yeah, I wasn't there, but I've done my research, and I feel as though if you're going to dabble with certain types of music that are deeply traditional, that you should absolutely do your research and know what you're talking about. Sure. And you know, I may I'm not quoting exact dates and people because of that. I don't want to sound like a fool. Um, I already do enough. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, do like know your roots of all music. You know, if you're into a certain style of music figure out what it was that inspired those people. A lot of times they could be even non-musical. And mm -hmm. if you're an artist, you know, combining, combining inspirations that are outside of your uh, wheelhouse and outside of your medium is super important in order to have uh, an outcome that isn't similar to other people's. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. Unique, you know? Um, yeah. I was, I've been asking people that recently on the podcast, uh, what other, either films, books, um, you know, stories, uh, visual artists, like who are you inspired by in, in realms that you don't actually work in? I mean, I know you kind of touch a lot, but there's uh, so many, man. Yeah. Uh, a couple that come to mind. Main one's Mobius. Love that guy. I don't know if you yeah, guys yeah. know Gerard Mobius illustrator. It, the guy did concept art that inspired a bunch Everyone. of movies, like Star Wars, like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's very like desert, peyote, sci-fi, sci-fi, future. Yeah, yeah, minimal. Like it's, it's clean. And he was ahead of the game, and and it's all very well il illustrated, and tons of use of negative space. Yeah, uh, um, very minimal stuff, but also tells a story. Um, there's another guy that I follow, a few guys that I follow that are all, they're concept artists. So they combine really cool con visual concepts and make like uh, storyboard style art. They do it all with the tablet too in Photoshop. It's incredible. Uh, this one guy, Simon Stallenhog, is a oh, yeah. legendary dude. Um, shouts to the homie Ian he, uh, Craftle. He got me one of his books for my birthday. Oh, nice. He snuck it into my bed. I had no idea who got it for, <laughs> me for like a week. <laughs> But uh, amazing yes, storyteller uh, with his with his concept art, and it's all done with a tablet and and Photoshop, and they look like paintings. They they're incredible. Um, and then and then Mister Mister Werewolf is another guy that's like uh, amazing storyteller. Uh, Peter Grick. Um, mm, I really like the sci-fi gothic styles that he's doing in like that that world. The you know of course Geiger. Yeah. Um, very big inspiration uh, for my metal work and for my music. Um, you know, just playing with pseudo, like fear and pseudo demonic style music or art mm -hmm. to make people come to grips with their inner demons yeah. uh, and myself to come to grips with it and to dance with that instead of like running from it, hiding from it, uh, which can be bad. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and then I guess, you know, everybody in this building, everybody, like, I've tried to, like, <laughs> don't tell them, but I've tried to, like, curate. <laughs> They'll a, never hear. Yeah, yeah. They won't hear. And I've tried to curate an ecosystem around myself of people that inspire me, you know, and whether it's Chris or Allie or Alex and her Rob and um, any of them, you know, Zach and Mark, and it, it's, 
it's never a dull moment here. Sure. Uh, and everybody's on, on some epic next level cutting edge project with not enough funding. So they're just like <laughs> bitter and jaded and they're, but they're going to make it better than anybody else will. So it's like, it's, I love it. Like, you know, that's what makes good art is like, you know, having a little fire under your ass, mm-hmm. you know, like there's plenty of, like, no, no offense if you're one of these people, but there's plenty of kids that grew up with a ton of money that make mediocre art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, the world needs there's nothing more dangerous than an intelligent person with no resources mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah and if that person's making art with that like tension and like then that's speaking to people and that's uh, making a change in my opinion and that's why i love everybody here because they have a fire under their ass and like i'm truly truly inspired by everybody that's in this space and just what's going on in denver like i could not like if i just looked at an instagram feed of just artists in denver like, I wouldn't get bored. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, no, if you didn't tell me, it would even be even better. Like, if you didn't tell me it was only Denver, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I'd just be like, damn, like, what? Yeah. What's going on? You know, what's in the water? I think <laughs> what it is is, like, most people don't have to go to a nine-to-five every single day. Yeah. And they have the time to let an idea percolate and develop, and a, and, a, and they can do their homework, and they can do 20 pieces that were going to... Eh, to have that one that's like yup yeah that's the one mm-hmm. you know it takes those 20 you know you know i fucking yeah, know man oh, i've been producing for five years and i, I just know. barely released my first ep yeah. you know there's there's a hundred tracks that are dead on my hard drive that could have been cool and i'm even not even saying the ones that i released are you know anything like more than just notable and a good benchmark for myself you know but mm-hmm. you know it takes all that time and uh, focused energy and not having to go to a nine to five and having dude if you're one of the people if you're listening to this you're one of the people who supports the art by buying it with the money that you earn in one way or another or that thank you have thank you thank you thank you so much because like there's no support out there in the rest of the world it is just a void of like oh you make art good luck yeah you yeah oh, well, what do you do for a living yeah yeah you know that'll like, never pay the bills yeah and you know i mean we've all had to at the end of the day we all got to get our knees dirty in yeah. one way or another sure but i'd rather be you know it on my own terms and like sure. you know when i go to work av gigs or corporate gigs i'm going to work you know i'm making right. a choice to be there and like you know, it's a, it's a thought out thing, you know, I'm sure you do, you know, you do your trim stuff and like, you know, you yeah. got to go to your, you got to go to do that so that you can make it, make, make your art without it having too much of a financial pressure on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. Yeah. I just spent like close to a grand on this new studio that I got. Nice. Putting up all this insulation by myself. Yep. Done that. Ooh. Been there. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good project. But though. I just finished it uh, yeah, yesterday. And, it, and, it's and I feel like a million dollars. Yeah. So basically I invested a thousand to feel like a million. There you go. <laughs> well, it's crazy what happens when like uh, you've trained yourself to make it work with nothing. And then right. when you put gas in the machine from your other, you know, uh, revenue streams, like, I don't know, art, as much as it'll like support us, mm-hmm. it, 
unless you are investing, it's a, it's it's like having a gold mine. You know, it's like yeah. owning a gold mine. Mm-hmm. But if there's no one there to work it, and no one there to silt, sift through all the silt and shit, you're never going to get any gold out of it. Right. The only way to do that is to have money up front to pay everybody. Right. You know, so money having, for the dynamite. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and people don't. You know, old gold miners don't like to work for free. You know, so (laughs) the main thing the last five years for me is like developing as many different revenue streams as possible so that I can have my bills taken care of. And then whatever extra I have, I inject into the gold mine. Right. You know, and it turns out little nuggets here and there. And sometimes it turns out nothing. Right. But eventually I know that there's gold under there. You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. guaranteed. Um, So, you know, I just got to keep putting gas into that into that machine and and keep uh, paying the old gold miners their healthy wage. Yeah. And when the gold miners are paid well, they, you know, they tend to not pocket the gold. Yeah. You know. Meaning, so meaning you, you guys can take as that the gold however. miner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you take like, that metaphor however you It's please. there's this funny thing I say to people when I'm like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm low on money. I got to talk to my primary employer, which is myself." Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I mean, it's it's definitely a thing. Like, yeah, I've learned the word cash poor as an artist. Ah, yeah. Cash poor. I'm yeah. a little cash poor right now, but I'm willing to offer some sort of value to the scenario. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's that sentence right there. Very powerful. It's not, hum- it's a little humiliating, but if you're a little cash poor, chances are you should be a little humiliated and you should just be grinding more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm fucking cash poor right now and I'm grind. I grind it all day, you know? Yep. It happens. We all have these investments and in our art and in our equipment and in our tools and all this that goes a long way and you but that's just like but that's the gold mine you have exactly you have to have you have to have a way to turn it all on you know so that's all i hope for anybody all i can say is figure out as many revenue streams as possible yeah because you have to play this game if you're going to be in america you have to there's no way around not playing it you'll end up in jail or you know on your knees more than you need to be yeah. So, and I, th- I think maybe one of the goals, at least for me, is is freedom. Um, so it's. What is said, that? You, isn't that auto- isn't that autonomy? Like yeah, that is autonomy. Autonomy. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, you you work for yourself still. I'm trying to just kind of paraphrase what you just said. Yeah. So you still work for yourself, um, but no one's there who can really just, you know, cut the flow off. Right. You don't have a job. You're not like beheld right. into a job. Um, right. If but, you put all your you, chips on relying on some external system to provide for you, what happens if tomorrow a solar flare wipes everything out? What skills do you have right. to like to provide value to yourself and the people around you? And you know? by working for yourself, you'll develop more skills than you ever thought you could. Just like, the confidence of knowing you can do anything. Right. Like, yeah. Super important. I think that's robbed for most people that have been going to a nine to five every day since they got out of high school or college. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Yeah. Not everybody. Shouts certainly. to everybody that's been doing that and being a sick artist at the same time. Yeah. A couple of my roommates are in that boat, you know, like I, I have so much more respect for those people than I do myself. <laughs> like if you're grinding at a nine to five and getting home and putting out amazing next level work and channeling all that in good on you, mate. Yeah. What, so what other advice would you give um, someone who's just starting out or is feeling stuck? Anything else besides just kind of taking all those strands and like f- putting them back into the art? Um, Three what, things. Yeah. Three things. Let's do it. Let's hear it. Uh, get a daily planner. 
quit lying, quit lying to yourself and get a day to the planner. Um, physical exercise is the answer. Quit lying to yourself. Speak. And um, surround yourself by people that are better than you at the things that you're excited by. Those are solid, man. And you'll Ooh. and you'll and you'll never. I haven't like yeah. Depression and anxiety are the result of not getting enough exercise and not eating the right foods and not drinking enough water and not having sleep. They are not things that you are. You know, as much as Powerful. doctors will tell us that, they're not things that you are. They're symptoms of a lack of uh, sustenance in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And I. Th- this will be my last thing that I say. I firmly believe that everything that's wrong with the world is a matter of people not having their basic needs met as humans. And that, that conversation could, you could have for five hours, what are basic needs, For sure, but it needs to be had. And if we can all, wherever you are, focus on figuring out at least how to just have a little bit more compassion towards other people that don't have their needs met in that moment, Right. Then you can understand why it is they're being a giant, annoying bastard. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because when people don't have their needs met, they get real cranky, divisive. <laughs> they get divisive. Yeah, yeah. And there's and we're being taught every day by the media what devices we can use in order to like trigger people or dissolve, like destroy a conversation or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. you know, just figuring out that was huge for me. You yeah. Know? People are just they're suffering in one way or another everybody no matter how good off they seem you know so figuring out how to accept that and uh maybe fill in a blank fill in a hole somewhere for them yeah yeah help out give what you can yeah what is it what is it that you're missing you know Mm -hmm. if you can like what is it that that, that this person's missing that that's making them act this way yeah because then then it's like oh like oh shit like they're just like me Mm -hmm. you know instead of like this your, what happens is your brain turns on this self-defense mechanism that is for survival that's a dehumanization of potential threats and that's where a lot of these isms come from yeah and it's when you feel threatened or when someone feels threatened by um, another person or another thing or an animal or whatever they dehumanize it and they turn it into something that's fightable right you know and you you roboticize people yeah. like we were so talking about. So if you're earlier. feeling dehumanized by someone, chances are they're desperate, right? In one way or another, for something they're and severely lacking in some sort of right. life nutrition. And that's not your fault. They're vitamin. It's not your fault, but it <laughs> right. is your responsibility and our responsibility to see that because then you can react accordingly and you can treat them like a child instead yes. of like an adult <laughs> because they're not being an adult, you right? Know? But that's, I mean, I could go on forever about that shit. So well, I appreciate you initiating this conversation and doing what you're doing. It's super inspiring. And dude, thank you. Everybody should be doing this. If you have interesting friends, you know, A, hit up Andrew if you're an artist. And B, you know, record conversations and sit and have intentful conversations with people and share that. Because, Absolutely. Uh, there isn't enough of that happening. Well, yeah, we're we're basically just trying to do that and let everybody know about all our friends who are doing really cool things. It's crazy, man. So the best time ever to be alive, no matter what anybody says. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks man. Um, 
let people know where they can find you real quick. Yeah. I'll do it um, at the top. I'm too. easy to find. I'm probably the most annoying person on the internet. So <laughs> <laughs> just let, just search the most annoying, yeah, most person. annoying man on the internet. Yeah. Um, not, nah, uh, everything's under digital vagabond everywhere. That's the moniker. And, gotcha. um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Christian Mingles, <laughs> definitely LinkedIn. not LinkedIn. No, I don't have LinkedIn. <laughs> but uh, on Christian Mingles. I only have a LinkedIn just to add a ton of people, like, randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, just you never know. All that multiple, you know, streams yeah. of income. I'm only of on LinkedIn to communicate directly with Meow Wolf CEO. Nice. No, I don't. So if you're not. listening... <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody listening in and definitely listen to all the other episodes that Andrew's done because he's interviewed some really awesome people and they all, their brains are, uh, overlooked in a lot of ways and we should all be hearing how the inner workings of all that works. Well, thanks Pat. Um, and yeah, you got some shows coming up on November 1st through 3rd. Yep. Ogden, uh, Bluebird and the Fox theater. Um, doing three shows opening all three. Nice. And, uh, come out. Yeah, come out. And then, you know, if you're in the neighborhood and you know Chris Bull on the first, he's got his private second. gallery opening. I'm sorry. The, the second. second. Yeah, you, no worries. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday the second. He's got his private gallery opening. And uh, you can RSVP for that. You just find Chris Bull on the internet. Art of Bull. Bull guy. We'll, we'll tag everything in the show notes. And uh, I'll also send things at the top with the intro to make sure everybody knows what's up. But, yeah, thank you again, man. I'm sure we'll have you back on. You Love need to it. meet John, too. Well, so. yeah, definitely. And we, we could, you know, maybe the next one we'll try and do it with some cameras and some do some videos. live stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So a little cool. teaser there for you guys. Thank you guys. All right. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at Andrew dot norris dot arts on instagram and andrewnorrisarts.com is my website i also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings and you can find me john speaker my website is johnspeaker.com on instagram i'm at john speaker and on facebook john speaker art thanks again for listening peace thank you <laughs> 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 <laughs>